Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, July 19th. On this date in 1848, the women's suffrage movement in the U.S. officially began. It launched with the opening of the Seneca Falls Convention. The convention set out to gain certain rights for women, including the right to vote. But what year did women actually get that right? I'll have that answer in just a few minutes. First, though, let's see what today's forecast has in store. We'll head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sofi. First Alert Weather Days through Friday. Highs in the mid-upper 90s. Heat index 105 to 110 and may push close to 115 over the next couple of days. Highs this afternoon will be in the mid to upper 90s there at 97 degrees. Some isolated storms around this afternoon, this evening. Keep an eye out for that. If you're headed out to the beaches today, mostly sunny around 90. Water temperature very warm now up to 87 degrees. High tide 930 this morning as we Look ahead Thursday, Friday, first alert weather days. Highs 97 Thursday, 99 degrees on Friday. Some late day showers and storms. And we get to the weekend. Not a big change, but we'll drop the temperatures a few degrees. Still very hot and humid with highs in the low to mid 90s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The Orangeburg Department of Public Safety wants your help finding a missing teenage boy. 16-year-old Antoine Carmichael was last seen around Berry Street in Orangeburg. If you know where Carmichael might be or have any information that could be helpful to authorities, you should call Orangeburg DPS at 803-534-2812. A man is facing an arson charge after officials said he intentionally set a fire near the entrance of a Somerville grocery store. 39-year-old Dustin Reese has been charged with arson. Berkeley County deputies say that incident happened last Wednesday morning at the food line on North Main Street. Security footage shows Reese starting the fire in a garbage can and then kicking it toward the store's entrance. Deputies say Reese told them that he did it to help get some personal to get some help with personal issues. Deputies say the fire caused severe damage to that store. This morning, agents with the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division arson unit are working to determine what caused a fire that sent a mother and her child to the hospital. The King Street Fire Department responded to that fire around 9.30 yesterday morning at a home on Presley Street. You can see those flames there. Firefighters say they found a seven-year-old boy and his mother in the street when they responded. No word on their current conditions. One firefighter was also hurt in that fire, but they are expected to make a full recovery. SLED says that investigation is active and ongoing. More legal battles for the owner of Low Country Fiberglass Pools. Thomas Wayne Riley is facing 18 financial charges between Charleston, Calhoun, and Dorchester counties. In Live Five's Emily Johnson shares the newest details in the investigation into Riley and his pool company. The hearing at Charleston County Bond Court yesterday was for one charge of breach of contract with fraudulent intent greater than $10,000. The judge set Riley's bond at $15,000, but Riley posted bond. Yesterday was Thomas Wayne Riley's fourth bond hearing in Charleston County since April. From Calhoun County to the Isle of Palms, customers claim Riley is accused of taking over $300,000 from customers to begin installing pools they never began working on. A state investigator revealed back in April that Riley continued to taking deposits for pools that he never began building and used that money to pay for its kids' tuition, go on fishing trips, and go to concerts. Many of the customers are seeking legal action against Riley and would like to see all cases heard together by the state's solicitor's office. 
I think that this has caused a lot of stress on a lot of families in many different ways, um, from marriages to children that thought they were getting their wish of having a pool for many summers now. Um, it's very disheartening to know that someone could take advantage of this many people time and time again and still continue to be out running around. The next step for many of Thomas Wayne Riley's customers are awaiting their next court date. Reporting in Charleston, Emily Johnson, Life 5 News. Well, for the third consecutive year, Heinz is committing a million dollars in grants to support black-owned food businesses across the country. Now, this is all in partnership with the Lee Initiative and Southern Restaurants for Racial Justice, which announced it'll provide an additional $1 million in Black Kitchen Initiative grants to black food businesses nationwide. Three local businesses here were awarded these grants last year. And Live 5's Destiny Kennedy joins us live in West Ashley. Destiny, how is this grant making a difference here in the Low Country? Good morning. Good morning. The grant's goal is to continue the legacy of Black-owned food businesses by providing them with financial assistance. According to officials last year, Black-owned restaurants, food spaces, and chefs continue to face serious financial hurdles. A recent report revealed that 37% of Black small business owners had difficulty accessing new capital and and finances more than their non-Black peers. With additional donations of $1 million and in grants, the Heinz Black Kitchen Initiatives doubles down on its commitment to help promote long-term success for black businesses. Past recipient of the grant, My Three Sons of Charleston owner Lorraine Smalls, shares some advice to those applying this year. My advice would be don't give up. I, you have to be just dedicated a lot. You have to be passionate about this and that's what I do. I just, just like personal to me. Just, yeah. <laughs> Through July 31st, interested restaurant owners can apply. You can find that under this story at live5news.com. Reporting live in West Ashley, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Several Berkeley County inmates will split a more than $200,000 payout from a 2016 lawsuit settlement. The lawsuit claims that showers at the Hill Finkley Detention Center were leaking. And when the detention center tried to fix them, chemical fumes sent some inmates to the hospital. The lawsuit states unknown chemicals were used to clean the showers that day. And the combination of those chemicals, fans and blow torches spread the fumes. The plaintiffs also claim they were denied five follow-up care, even after complaining of symptoms they say they didn't have before those shower repairs. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office has not responded to a request for comment. Charleston City Council is postponing its vote on a new downtown road safety plan. Last year, the South Carolina Department of Transportation conducted an audit of downtown roads. It found from 2013 to 2021, there were more than 2,500 car crashes, 91 crashes involving pedestrians, and 91 bike crashes. Based on all of that, SCDOT recommended adding reflective signals on pedestrian signs, repainting crosswalks, creating a bike path, and adding uniform lighting. Next month, the city's Traffic and Transportation Committee will host a meeting to hear public comments on the plans.
Students attending Malcolm C. Hersey Montessori School in North Charleston will have to wait a little bit longer to get into the new building. The Charleston County School District notified parents that despite being set to open next month, construction won't be finished until the week of Thanksgiving. The district blamed weather, specifically rain, as the reason for the delay. This means students and teachers will be temporarily using the former Morningside Middle School building. That building was set to be demolished this year as it also awaits a new building, but because of the situation, that one will also be delayed. With higher levels of low-income students in the district, Charleston County Schools is providing an alternative to applications for free and reduced-price meals in schools. All students enrolled in Community Eligibility Provision, or CEP, schools can participate automatically in the breakfast and lunch program at no charge each day of the upcoming school year. Families also won't have to fill out meal applications. Some of those schools included in the program include Drayton Hall Elementary and Burke High School. To see a full list of eligible schools, head to our website, live5news.com, and click on the big red box. Let's head to the campaign trail. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is now the first Republican presidential candidate to file for the South Carolina primary. DeSantis says if he wins on his first day as president, he would overhaul how the military has been running. He claims his five-point plan would reverse the decline of the U.S. and fix the military's retention and recruitment issues. DeSantis also vowed to restore standards he claims have fallen because of what he calls the woke agenda. In response to the visit, the South Carolina Democratic Party released a statement that reads in part, quote, it's time for DeSantis to wake up and smell the roses. No amount of bait for the MAGA base is going to change the fact that he's not ready for the campaign trail, much less the Oval Office, end quote. Two other Republican candidates will be campaigning in the Palmetto State this week. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is expected to hold a town hall tomorrow night in Greenville. She's set to speak at 630 and her event will be open to the public. And former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is holding a town hall event in Columbia on Friday. That's going to be at the Senate's end in downtown. That event is scheduled to start at 6. We're learning more about the moments leading up to a deadly plane crash in North Myrtle Beach. A preliminary report from the National Transportation Safety Board reveals the small craft stalled earlier this month after taking off from the Grand Strand Airport before crashing near a North Myrtle Beach neighborhood, killing all five people on board. Records show the pilot did not report any engine issues. The NTSB is still investigating the incident. The trial for a Marine Corps recruit that died during a 13-week-long training course at Paris Island is now underway. That trial started Monday and is scheduled for two weeks. Staff Sergeant Stephen Smiley is facing several charges in connection with the death of Private First Class Dalton Beals. The 19-year-old died in 2021 during an exercise known as the Crucible, the final test of his training. Among the charges Smiley is facing is negligent homicide and cruelty, oppression and maltreatment, of subordinates. Search efforts are intensifying in Pennsylvania for a toddler and a baby from Charleston who were swept away by flash floods while visiting family. The children's mother, Katie Seeley, is among the five people killed when severe weather hit Bucks County this past weekend. Rescue crews had to scale back their search efforts overnight Monday for safety reasons, but they were back out in full force yesterday searching for two-year-old Matilda and nine-month-old Conrad Shields. If today concludes with no discovery, the focus of the search will shift from a land-based and creek-based to a, a dive rescue operation or a search and rescue operation. And that will mean underwater assets 
mainly in the creek, and we will work out from there. Officials say the family did not drive into the high water, but rather were caught by it and trapped. We're learning more about the moments leading up to a deadly plane crash in North Myrtle Beach. A preliminary report from the National Transportation Safety Board reveals the small craft stalled earlier this month after taking off from the Grand Strand Airport before crashing near a North Myrtle Beach neighborhood, killing all five people on board. Records show the pilot did not report any engine issues. The NTSB is still investigating the incident. The trial for a Marine Corps recruit that died during a 13-week-long training course at Paris Island is now underway. That trial started Monday and is scheduled for two weeks. Staff Sergeant Stephen Smiley is facing several charges in connection with the death of Private First Class Dalton Beals. The 19-year-old died in 2021 during an exercise known as the Crucible, the final test of his training. Among the charges Smiley is facing is negligent homicide and cruelty, oppression and maltreatment of subordinates. Search efforts are intensifying in Pennsylvania for a toddler and a baby from Charleston who were swept away by flash floods while visiting family. The children's mother, Katie Seely, is among the five people killed when severe weather hit Bucks County this past weekend. Rescue crews had to scale back their search efforts overnight Monday for safety reasons, but they were back out in full force yesterday searching for two-year-old Matilda and nine-month-old Conrad Shields. If today concludes with no discoveries, the focus of the search will shift from a land-based and creek-based to a, a dive rescue operation or a search and rescue operation. And that will mean underwater assets mainly in the creek, and we will work out from there. Officials say the family did not drive into the high water but rather were caught by it and trapped. So at the beginning of the show, I told you that on this date, way back in 1848, the women's suffrage movement began. But women wouldn't get the right to vote quickly. In fact, it took another 72 years before women actually had the right to vote. That came on August 18, 1920, when the 19th Amendment of the Constitution was ratified. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, actress Helen Gallagher is 97. Singer Vicki Carr is 83. Actor Anthony Edwards is 61. Actor Benedict Cumberbatch is 47. And actor Chris Sullivan is 43. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. Hope you have a great Wednesday. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.